Hello and welcome to Chilenial Horrors, the podcast that looks back at the horror films of the 2000s and asks if this is a decade we should all be talking a lot more about or if we're just bored of everyone talking about the 80s. This episode we're back in our found footage mini-series looking at how the genre tackled zombies with two films from 2007, Spanish chiller Wreck and George A. Romero's Diary of the Dead. So let's start with Wreck, directed by, uh, I'm going to mangle this, Juame Belaguero and Paco Plaza. And it is about a film crew who are filming what sounds like the loveliest TV show. (laughs) That's like about what happens when most of the city is is asleep. So it's following basically people who work at night. It's really, really sweet and lovely. Um, I I would watch that show. (laughs) But unfortunately, yeah, on this episode, they are following... um, a team of firefighters who end up going to a building where something horrible is happening. Um, <laughs> how, how, how do you find this film? What was your first experience of it? I, I missed it at the cinema, which I'm both very sad about and quite relieved about. <laughs> I really struggle with jump scares. Like, I jump at literally everything, and it's never a small jump reaction. It's always big. <laughs> So That's the fun I'll, of it, though. <laughs> I know, but I do wonder if I would have made it through Wreck or something if they would have had to have been carried out. Um, yeah, I oh, saw good. it on DVD yeah, at university, um, and I'd heard it was really good. I think a couple of my friends had seen it already, and yeah, loved it. It s- scared the crap out of me. Yeah, how about you? When did you first watch it? I So I saw it in, like, probably the best possible way that you can see this film, um, which is that... I don't remember why. I think something. I think there was something wrong with the plumbing in our flat, and we were staying at a friend's, and he lived on the the fourteenth floor of a tower block. <laughs> and we were like, let's stay up late and watch this scary movie. <laughs> so I was in an unfamiliar place, which was in a tower block, watching this film like late at night. It was. It was. Um, yeah, fucking terrifying. <laughs> I don't think I could have planned that better, really. I don't know if we even knew it was set in a tower block. It was just, <laughs> oh, here's this film I've heard's quite good. Let's watch it. <laughs> so I think, like, yeah, from the off, we're, we both had uh, really positive memories of it. And re-watching it, I, I, I still think it's great. It stands up. Yeah, basically perfect. I think I'd watched it a couple of months before where we watched it for this uh, with my partner and... I think she, yeah, she had had really good memories of it as well, and we both just loved it again. It's so, it's so fucking good. <laughs> it really is. is. Like right from the beginning, yeah, the setup's perfect. The characters are great, and it's just so perfectly executed. All of it. It just mm. uh, there's nothing to, nothing really dates it either. I think no. it's just it, the setup's still just a fantastic idea for a horror movie, and they just nail it. I think. Yeah, absolutely. And then there's there's never sort of. <sighs> I don't even think I even thought at any point like oh don't you know I wouldn't do that that's you know why you do that's stupid like nothing felt contrived it all felt like yeah that's how you would how you would react to this because it starts off quite sort of well both intense but also like slow in that there's the the first sort of zombie in inverted commas that you see is like an old woman I think who's who's ill um and so that's like well, I guess the one sort of minor nitpick that I had was that uh, the main character, Angela, is all like, yeah, let's film this. And you're like, I don't think you're going to put this on your TV show, though, are you? <laughs> I feel like there are some ethical issues around That's maybe yeah. <laughs> filming elderly sick people and putting it on telly. But um, <laughs> but but yeah, so it, it sort of starts off with like, oh, oh dear, there's been a medical emergency. Like, that's really bad. But then just escalates and escalates in a, it just 
I don't know. It was just really smart. I don't know how they did it. Yeah, it's so... Once they're in there and, and, and Senor Izquierdo is uh, yeah, revealed to be some kind of crazed rabies zombie monster and starts attacking people, it's just the, the kind of... I think basically they try and get her downstairs and as soon as they're down there they've been shut in, they've been sealed in by the authorities and told that they can't leave. And so there's she's in there with two firefighters and one police officer, I think, or two police officers maybe. Uh, and the police are very twitchy and the firefighters seem really nice. Mm, um, yeah. But yeah, it's, it, there's no, like you said, there's no kind of right way or like no better way for them to be doing stuff. It's all like, yes, this is a decision I'd make you try and get out. And it's like, okay, I can't get out, try and find another exit. And they get told they're going to get shot if they try and get out. Yeah, it's so stressful, all that stuff. Where where, and where there's like the little girl who's sick and... and uh, it's just tonsillitis. It's just tonsillitis. It's just tonsillitis. Is it? Is it, <laughs> <laughs> is it demon tonsillitis? Um, <laughs> it's just, it's such a... Like, there are so many horror films that are set in tower blocks. And it and it's just because it's just such a great kind of location for that. that Because you've got the ability to kind of go up and down, but then you are more trapped if you go up because you can't, like, go out the window. Um, <laughs> Every time they go up, like, no, 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 don't go up, don't go up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because that, that thing of, like, I don't know, I guess, you know, you get a lot of horror films as well that are kind of set in big, sprawling mansions and every room's got, like, three exits and, and there's lots of places to run to, whereas in this, it's like, where, where are you going to run? Because, you, yeah, once you've got zombies in the stairs, you've had it, haven't you? Yeah, <laughs> they are just trapped and there's... Uh... I really like that you have a very clear idea of the geography of the place. So there's even like a scene where they break down who's who in each apartment because they're doing like a roll call. So you have a really clear idea from the start. And I think like sometimes like an uncanny geography works really well, but with something like this where it's so so pacey and like you need to keep things moving, it really helps to know like, oh, who's missing? Kind of who's, if you go up there, like what are you, are you going back to the old woman's apartment? And there's that weird space. There's like the space downstairs where they keep congregating. It's like they've got shutters and stuff and some doors, but it's just, it's so well constructed and it's so well constructed as well. I was just thinking, watch it again, like the jump scares are so, so perfectly done. Like it's always during a big argument or really necessary exposition. So you're paying attention. <laughs> yes. And something like something falls. There's such a good jump scare where they're, I think, talking about where, why they can't leave. And there's a big argument where the police officer's saying, like, no, we've been told to stay. And everyone's screaming at him. And then suddenly one of the firefighters who's been upstairs with the old lady falls through the stairwell and lands with a crunch. And everyone, yeah, it's just, oh, it's so good. It is, it's always like, you don't even notice, like, someone drifting towards a glass door, like, where something's going to jump through it. Yeah. It, it, it's just, oh, it's so beautifully done. But, and, yeah, terrifying. It's so good. It's, yeah, it's just really scary. <laughs> I think, because the, there aren't that many films that you can re-watch and still find them as scary as the first one. And I, I guess I have to say, like, we'll get to the ending, but, like, that bit was a little bit less yeah, scary than yeah, the first time. But the first time you watch that and you have no idea what's about to happen... Uh, that's just like just brain meltingly terrifying you're just like what the fuck (laughs) Um, but I think yeah I think this just really stands up it's got that like the atmosphere and then just how it kind of like ratchets up the terror like you just know they're increasingly trapped and and (laughs) I think like there is a there's a sequence where it does slow things down where they start interviewing people because there's a bit um Someone does come in. It's a, it's a kind of a, uh, is it like a CDC type scientist guy who's yes. come in to take blood tests? Yeah. 
and he's got a bit more information, but he's not really talking about what it is that has infected people. I'm not sure they know, do they? At that no, point? they don't think they know outside, or most people don't. And then, but uh, they decide to do some like talking head interviews with the uh, residents, and it's it feels like it should slow things down a bit, but actually it does do a really good job of uh, flashing everyone out. And it happens quite late in the film, I think, or it's about halfway through. It doesn't feel like unnecessary exposition. It just tells you who everyone is and everyone's got their weird little vendettas against other people. And everyone's quite... Most of them are quite mean. Mm. I guess it means that you kind of care less when everyone inevitably gets it <laughs> in the end and turns into screaming monsters. But it's just, yeah, it's such a nice little window into, yeah, the weird little tensions and everyone's kind of suspicious of each other anyway. Everyone's got a reason to think like, oh, well, you know, they're probably hiding something or actually... Like it's probably them that like the the racist uh, is he the, he's the landlord or he's the building manager or something something yeah, like that like, yeah oh, it's probably the Chinese guys and it's just it just makes you think like it's like oh yeah so you're gonna get it <laughs> yes <laughs> but at the same time like I think you know I'm not sure any of us would come off particularly well if we were interviewed <laughs> in the middle of something like no. this <laughs> not that we would turn to like racism but like you'd be like yeah those neighbours <laughs> I never liked them. <laughs> Given how how short it is, it does a really good job of. I think it's just everything's just established so well. I mentioned the geography, but the characters, and it never it never really gives you time to overthink anything. But also, it doesn't really give you a reason to. You're never like wondering, well, why wouldn't they do? Like you said, like why you're never questioning anyone's actions or reasons for being there. I, I think it is. I think it's literally just the only thing I question is like. Uh, some some of the film like continuing to film when you're like there's no way you could ever use this footage but I guess it becomes like we have to get the truth out um but yeah <laughs> at the beginning like, you can't you really you can't use this um, <laughs> so should we talk about the ending like you said I think watching it for the first time I think it ratchets up so well it builds this crescendo where pretty much everyone's got infected and even lovely Manu who's the huge firefighter who's really nice and has been like the big guy with an axe is watching out for you the whole time it's, it's finally got and I think actually what, what's scarier this time is a shot over the stairwell where you see everyone coming up the stairs and everyone's popping their heads out mm. to scream at them as they're running up towards the attic which they've been talking <laughs> the attic belongs to a mysterious resident who is never there bum bum <laughs> And yeah, they go off and hide in the attic, and it goes to night vision. Mm. Night vision's always, always, always bad news in film footage yeah, films. Yeah, night vision. Yeah, there's no <laughs> natural light. You're fucked. Yeah, and there's something up in the attic, and yeah, the first time I watched it, it was absolutely terrifying because she can't see anything, and it's only the cameraman who's telling her like, "Go this way, go that way." And I don't know how to describe the creature at the end. It's sort of, it's a very Doug Jones creation, but it's not. It's, it's isn't it? What's his face? It is. It's, it's Javier Botet. I think this might be the first. Is this the first time we've seen I him in stuff? Yeah. This is the, her kind of his like breakthrough into being the go-to monster man. Who's not Doug Jones? Yeah, if you want a very tall, spindly monster man uh, playing Tristana Medeiros, Javier Botet is your guy. One of those supernaturally lanky uh, monsters that's coming in with the long fingers and the huge screeching face. Yeah, I think so. Basically, when I think what's really nice about that ending is that you're kind of not expecting quite what you get because it sort of switches genre. So like mm. you're like, okay, it's a zombie movie. Like I sort of know where I am. Like it's survival horror. They're going to go in the attic and they're going to find 
probably the scientist that kickstarted all this or something like that like they're going to find they're going to find probably the origin of the zombie virus because that's kind of what you find and you're expecting something nasty up there because obviously because it's the end of the film um, it's not just going to be like oh we'll just leave now (laughs) great there's a balcony there's a fire escape no Um, but what you get instead is this just yeah this creature this heavy creature um, that the film doesn't really explain. You kind of get um, a scan over of some newspaper clippings that sort of talk about demonic possession and this missing girl and stuff. And then this, yeah, very long, thin, sort of almost naked creature just comes screaming out of the dark. And yeah. and it's just the scariest thing you've ever seen. Yeah, when you're not expecting it, it's that, that I remember that scare being like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> and watching that, yeah, because I think I can't remember if I mentioned that they are like 28 days later kind of zombies, they're running zombies. It's like, it's like rabies because it's, it's all related to the dog, the dog that has been taken to the vets that belongs to the little girl who has tonsillitis. In quotation marks. <laughs> um, yeah, and it's, it does, yes, it's, he's like a Vatican priest who's been, it's something like he's had to distill the nature of evil, like demonic possession into some kind of biological virus or something yeah. for reasons that are uh, very unclear. unclear. <laughs> why, why, why are you doing this in a, in a, in a normal <laughs> tower block? Like, take it somewhere a bit more secure, mate. But, <laughs> but yeah, he's basically had this possessed girl locked up in the attic for God knows how long. I mean, essentially torturing her. And yeah, it becomes this... this, this creature of the night <laughs> watching it again i think yeah that is on the rewatch you are paying more attention to the exposition and you're like okay this doesn't really make a huge amount of sense and and i can't i, I think a lot of it also comes from rec too where they start getting into the the yeah, churchy rec- side of things um so, yeah. but yeah i think especially on the first watch you're really not looking for that because you're looking at yeah the kid has got tonsillitis the dog that's got rabies or whatever so you think you know what you're dealing with, and then suddenly, ah, <laughs> demons. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think in Rec 2, they do actually have, like, all the crucifix and stuff, and it's, like, a Vatican priest who goes in there undercover with a SWAT team, and... Yeah, it's, it's a, a lot. lot, yeah. It just gets silly, and I think, like, the strength of Rec, I think, is that, yeah, it doesn't give you time to question anything. It's, like, it's a virus. I think that's what's nice about fan footage. I think it's the same thing that, that makes Cloverfield work, is that because you are in the POV of this character who's kind of going through it on a ground level, like, you don't have all the facts, you don't know. So, you know, you never cut away to, like, some scientist in a room going, oh, this is this, like, and explaining stuff. Like, you are just... Yeah, you're just stuck with the horror, like, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it's so good. And I think, like, I love that the, the, the doctor guy who's in the building is a vet, and it's just everyone's no one's equipped for this it's like you're like firefighters are just trying to help people it's yeah the found but like i think that's like some of the scares just wouldn't work as well in, in non-found footage like when they're arguing with the mother and the daughter about she's got tonsillitis and the daughter rears back and bites her it's just oh, the immediacy <laughs> of it you need i think that's what the found footage really helps with yeah, and just the, the the energy of the final act where they're running up and down the stairs, and the mother's handcuffed to the stairs. They've got to get around her, and those yeah, they're coming out of the sh- like the sh- they've shuttered the basement bit or whatever it is, and like they're coming out from there. They've just got to keep running, and it's relentless. I can never say balls to the wall without thinking about Garth Marenghi, but like it really, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
it's just so. I think I, do, I was wondering, like, do you think is this possibly with the exception of the descent? Is this the scariest one that we've done so far? I think it's yeah, it's definitely up there. I think I maybe would still chuck in a vote for the Blair Witch Project, but um, but yeah, of of our films that we've watched that really kind of still give you the creeps, yeah, this is definitely up there. And then, yeah, the, the, yeah, the sequels are just a bit silly. I think like I, re- I quite like Wreck Three, the one at the wedding. That's mm, not yeah, yes. Footage. Yes, I think isn't there just he just puts the camera down and it's like that's the end. Yeah, not doing that anymore. Yeah, I quite like that one. I, I didn't hate the second one. Obviously, it's not nowhere near as good as this one. I think it depends how, yeah, how sort of willing you are to go along with that genre switch. If you are absolutely like wanting it to just be a zombie film and an outbreak film, then when we start getting the Vatican involved, it that you sort of think, oh no. But you know, I I I I love a good exorcism. <laughs> so I think they're all fun. I think the the first one's just so perfect, and then the second one is like a, a fun fun footage movie that's got like yeah. Good but you're a bit like mm, this is probably unnecessary. Like like, like we were just saying, like it's because it, you don't know what's happening. It's probably scarier, and yeah. then so to have another a sequel kind of explain it, it's like. Mm. But yeah, I think the wedding one's better. I think the the fourth one's on a boat, and I. Have, I can't really remember much about it apart from I don't think I was that keen. Yeah, it is on a boat and it brings back Angela as she's, I think it's something like they've picked her up and she's being studied for her immunity to the virus thing, whatever it is. Um, I do, I think I watched it like Fright Fest Glasgow or something and I remember enjoying it. Like it was fun to watch at a festival. Um, same with Rec 3 actually, that was at Fright Fest and that was really good fun to watch for the crowd. <laughs> and you survived those. Have, <laughs> yeah. Rec 4 does have a zombie monkey in, which is always a plus. <laughs> I guess we've established from this one that animals can get it, yeah. which is weird if it is a demonic thing because you'd think they wouldn't infect or possess animals. But there we go. They kind of transformed demonic possession into a virus, which is fun. Yeah. Ah, oh, yeah. What a nice film. What, what a, a nice yeah, film. It's... What a lovely film. What a lovely film. <laughs> it's just like... it, and it is like when a film like that, which is so sort of adrenaline driven and like jump scares and. It just kind of like grabs you by the throat and scares you. I think the fact that it's still so good rewatching it is quite remarkable. I think like most of them, like you would have thought like most of the fun would be gone once you knew where everything was coming from, but actually like it's still really fun. Like going like ah uh, uh, ah, <laughs> ah there it goes. I'm not sure I've actually rewatched it in between. You know, like between my original. I'm like, I was trying to think like have I seen this film between the first time I saw it and now? And if I have, it's only like maybe once. So maybe that's part part of why it's kept so much of its of its uh, magic. But I think it's really held up. Yeah, definitely. But it's just I guess it's just not one. It's not like a comfort film. No, <laughs> it's no. too full on. <laughs> yeah, love it. So good. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just wary of moving. Oh, before we move on though, um, did you watch Quarantine the uh, remake? Yeah, I did. Um, I think I saw that also on DVD. But like when when it came out on DVD, I think pretty quickly. Um, I remember thinking it was fine. I don't. Mm. I didn't hate it. It's basically the same film again, isn't it? It's got Jennifer Carpenter as the reporter, and I think I started watching it on Netflix and gave up because I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah. I think the problem is that it doesn't. It doesn't change anything. I think it's basically the, uh, right. I can't remember if it's got the demonic possession stuff in it. Probably does. Mm. I think it's based. Yeah, it's pretty much the exact same film in America 
and yeah, I remember thinking like, yeah, it's it's perfectly fine, but basically there's no reason for it to exist. It doesn't do anything different, or except people don't want to read subtitles. Yeah, that's about it, really. Like it's it's you just, you just kind of think, well, we could be watching Rack. Yeah. yeah. Also, I was just like, I'm not sure we actually ever said that Rack is a Spanish film in Spanish. Oh well. <laughs> is it Barcelona? We yeah, I should mention that we when my partner and I were watching it, we did spend a lot of time like, oh, these flats are so nice. <laughs> These huge to ceilings and lovely long corridors and just say, oh, what a beautiful apartment building. So nice. Just shame about the neighbours. Yeah, shame about the neighbours. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, we have to talk about Diary of the Dead now. Yeah, Diary of the Dead. <laughs> I saw this film, I think I saw this film at a press screening and I really didn't like it and have never revisited it since. And then I watched it for this and was like yeah I see why it sucks <laughs> <laughs> that's my considered opinion <laughs> I saw this also on DVD at university I missed it at the cinema I think it did get a cinema release here didn't it I think so yeah yeah. I remember at the time thinking it was bad I didn't like it when it came out I liked it a bit more this time there's things in it that I like uh, but it's Having watched it again, it's now my least favourite of the Dead movies. Because I remember, it, I think it did get some quite strong reviews, Die of the Dead. Really? Is it because people didn't like Land of the Dead? I think maybe. And I think also, cause it, at the time, it did feel, I think it was, I mean, it will get, like, one of the things about Die of the Dead is, yeah, that it's a found footage zombie film and it's Giorgio Romero, so it's heavy on the social commentary. And I think, I think maybe people, critics were, like, happy to see some, some like, very foregrounded <laughs> social commentary maybe. oh god and then people really hated survival of the dead and then but now i'm like oh actually i think Surv- i quite like survival of the dead i quite like survival although again i've not what i've not watched any of them more than once like land diary survival has been like fine <laughs> um so <sighs> diary of the dead <laughs> so the plot of diary of the dead is that a bunch of film students are making a a film a horror film about a mummy in the woods <laughs> and uh they are interrupted by the zombie apocalypse so they jump in their van and try to survive the night basically um so that's the kind of excuse for why they're filming to begin with I'm not sure, uh, but I guess they 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 justify the continuing to film because uh, they're like, well, the mainstream media isn't covering this and people need to know what's happening. Um, and the whole thing is set up by, um, uh, I've forgotten her name, Deborah? Deborah, yeah. Yeah, explaining that she has edited this footage and that... <laughs> God. <laughs> so there's a voiceover and she explains that she's edited the footage and that she has explicitly inserted, like, scary music over the scary bits. And you're like... George A. Romero, <laughs> have you seen a found footage film? Because <laughs> I feel like you're just trying to make a normal film, uh, but with handheld cameras, um, and you've not really got to grips with this format at all. Yeah, he sent me such an angry text with that film. Um, yeah, I think that is a problem with it. My biggest problem with Diary of the Dead is that I think that it's it keeps getting quite fun and then Deborah's voiceover kicks in <laughs> what's happening and why we're doomed as a society and I understand why it's there but I I kept starting to have fun and like thinking oh 
well, that's a good scene. Like, that's a nice idea. And then Deborah's voiceover is that very sort of, well, maybe we're the real monsters after all. Fucking, that last bit where that happens, I'm just like, I, I was like this is, why, why? Like, George, we got the point, like, at least four films ago, four zumps, four, four of the dead ago. Yeah. Uh, and this is now 40 years after <laughs> Night of the Living Dead. Uh, when we film things through a lens, are we really, dis- are we still human? Are we, like, disconnecting ourselves from the events that we're witnessing? Literally. <laughs> fucking hell. Well, which is also, like, kind of what Blair Witch Project says, but, like, this one just, it just doesn't, it doesn't make a coherent point is the problem. So at the beginning, it's criticising, like, the mainstream media who are keeping secrets and... Um, you know, trying to prevent the people from knowing what's really going on. But at the same time, he also seems to really hate yeah. anyone else. <laughs> like bloggers, vloggers, YouTubers. I don't think, of, I'm not sure if they actually say YouTube in the film, but like... <laughs> it's all like uploaded it to the, to the web. Yes. Um, but like... Uh, yeah, so it's saying, you know, that, the, that just having anybody can make a film and put it online or anyone can make can say things and put it online is bad because it means you have a sea of misinformation and that I think point yes correct that's why we're in the shit we're in now um but like you sort of can't have it both ways like if you like the mainstream media are bad and this is also bad and everything is bad I mean I guess is that the point just everything sucks people suck it's like a really bleak film yeah um I think I was surprised by how I mean, it's a George A. Romero zombie movie, so of course it's going to be bleak. But yeah, it's is very pessimistic. Um, and I did, I think, yeah, your point about that, um, it's brought up very briefly the idea that uh, when everyone's putting information out there, how do you know what's real and what's not? And I remember thinking, oh, oh, there it is. There's, it's like, I was like, is, is this going to have aged quite well? And I thought, oh, that's actually aged very well. But yeah, then it is all about, it goes right back to being about how we lose our humanity when we start filming everything or, or like yeah, it's just of, a bit confused like it just yeah. it just it just feels like he hasn't quite figured out what he's trying to say um mm. and just is sort of just flailing for a point um while at the same time putting just the most heavy-handed dialogue in everybody's mouths like the oh, the, the professor who I meant to look up if that actor is actually British because I was like, it feels like a fake accent. Um, but I, but sometimes British people sound like they have a fake accent if they're around Americans. But um, yeah. But just like just belabouring the point constantly, um, and it's just like, you'd, if you're going to bang on about it as much, you'd think you would have like got your point down, but you really haven't. You just hate it. Just it just it does come across a bit old man shouting at clouds, which is not what we want from George. And it's a shame because I do. There's sequences in it that I really like, and there's like some really fun gore bits. And I know that it's quite a lot of CGI gore in it, which is, I think, not what you go to a George Romero film. No. But (laughs) some of the gore is really fun, and there's a couple of bits in it where I remember thinking like, oh, that's like the bit where uh, it's near the end. They show up at this rich guy's house, and he's just got everyone's been infected and he's just they're all in the pool yes all alive underwater. That's like really i remember thinking oh that's horrible. That, that that i was gonna say those that that's the one bit in this film that i could almost enjoy when they show up at that house obviously because it's like a like a haunted house thing where you mm. it's, it is like the trope of like you know you stop at a house and it turns out that the person who lives there is like mad and is hiding sinister secrets um and in his case yeah he's hiding the fact that his whole family has um 
yeah, turned into zombies. And he does he say like I I buried them or something? I'm sure he said like and then yeah, yeah. it turns out they're all just trapped in the swimming pool. So like they're out back. Oh yeah. yeah. Just it yeah. is that's so creepy. And I just I really I like that guy who's he's the mummy, isn't he? Um yeah. I like I like his descent into absolute unhinged like mania. Um yeah, I quite enjoyed that part and I quite enjoyed the yeah, zombies in the swimming pool. But um it's quite a small part. <laughs> it is, yeah, and I think we're talking about like how wrecks so like beautifully contained and this just goes on. Like it's not a long film but it's it turns into a road maybe, which obviously isn't a problem, but it, they keep it keeps cutting and then opening somewhere else and there's like a whole other they meet other people and there's no sense of urgency to it at all, which I feel like is often kind of what you want from a fan footage. It doesn't, yeah, it won't end. It won't end. There are so many times where you're like, oh, this must be the end because it's, it feels like, I, like I'm sure there's a bit with um, the director who's like, the, the, you know, the director of the, the fake film, like talking to camera and you're like, okay, this is the end. This feels like this is the last bit of this memorial film. And then like, there's, 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 there's more. It just doesn't stop. It just keeps, it has about six endings or six bits that feel like they should have been the end. Um, and by the end of it, I'm just like lying on the sofa, like, please <laughs> make it stop. <laughs> yeah. The point, his, his point is badly worded and the film is badly constructed. I think that's the, yeah. So there's, there's stuff in it that I really like, and it's got like nice little ideas where yeah, there's often like a like a well well constructed sequence in it. Like I think when they are at that kind of refueling station where they kind of meet the guys who've got all the supplies, and they've got to like turn the they got everyone's got to freeze because one of them's turning like one of the zombies has got away, and everyone who's is like everyone who's breathing stop moving, and yeah, there's things like that that are quite fun, but. It is just... It just feels like this is beneath George Romero, of all people. Yeah. Like, it feels like this is a film made by a fanboy who's just, like, not up to it, and you're like, hang on. <laughs> yeah. And you kind of want to be... Obviously, it's George Romero, so I think I, I, I was very much aware of looking for the good in it. Uh, I obviously love George Romero, but also, it's like, Tatiana Maslany's in it. And I was like, oh, Tatiana Maslany's in it. I love Tatiana Maslany. And she dies, like, about four minutes in. <laughs> because no one else is very good in it pretty much no um, and like I gave up sort of getting angry about it after it kept happening but like it cuts to footage that it couldn't possibly be cutting to um, it does that thing of like like the cliche of, of found, found footage where you have to watch somebody doing video editing mm. Um and then it's like, hang on, well, not only are you filming this guy doing film editing, but then you cut to another angle when there's no one else there. Like, is he, did he set up a, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> like they, they do a, a really extended thing of like how they get hold of a second camera and they all have a shout at each other about how, yeah, the Blair Witch Project thing of, yeah, you're, you're behind a lens, you're not really here. Um, or you're just filming, blah, blah, blah. But like, it, it just doesn't feel like he's kept track of who is filming what and why. Yeah. It just feels like, oh, well, I'd quite like an angle of this, so I'll just get the security camera footage from somewhere, somehow. Yeah, it's a weird one. Because I think I was reading up on how it came to be, and apparently you had had the idea for a found footage zombie movie before he'd done Land of the Dead, and it does it does feel like a, a movie that you'd make after being annoyed at working with the studio. <laughs> and I really yeah. like Land of the Dead. I, I'm sure like, maybe you didn't have a very nice experience on it. It does feel a bit like compromised in some ways but I watched that again fairly recently it's still loads of fun and very clear what he's saying in Land of the Dead um, yes 
yeah, this this feels like he was right. I'm just going to go make make something, <laughs> do something for myself. I think he just needed. I don't know. I don't know what he needed. Like a young person to come and explain video editing to him or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I just yeah. It's just it's just really disappointing this film. Um, and like you say, like it sometimes it stumbles on a good point and sometimes it has a good scene, but it just doesn't hold together. It's just a mess. Mm. Yeah, and the ending's the best bit. The last kind of 10, 15 minutes are great, I think. Like, because they're in a big house and there's like the CCTV cameras and you watch the guy getting eaten in the bath and that's great fun. It's just, it's just, ah, uh, it's too, like, it's too self-referential and that's another thing why it, that makes it feel like it's, uh, like a Romero fanboy rather than actual Romero. Like, that bit, at the, there's a bit at the very beginning when they're making the Mummy movie where the director tells the mummy to stop moving so fast because dead things can't move fast. And, like, my eyes almost fell out of my head. I was just like, <laughs> ugh, why? <laughs> yes, I see you. <laughs> there's all the voice cameos as well. Like, um, like Simon Pegg and Quentin Tarantino and Gabriel Toro. Oh, God, I missed that. Uh, basically, all the newsreaders are, like, horror people <laughs> <laughs> this film annoys me i just don't like it i've i've, I've watched it twice now that's it never again <laughs> i will never have a reason to watch this again i don't think i will say shoot the dead is a really good tagline yes that is a really good tagline that just that last bit though where we sort of call back to the end of night of the living dead where like people are now hunting the zombies and like and you've got the voiceover being like are we worth saving? And it's like, oh. <laughs> it's just so annoying. It's just like, George, chill out. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's sort of a precursor to so many of the horror movies that we have now that are just really dour and mm-hmm. just about grief and child abuse and how everyone's terrible. And like, that's really foregrounded. Like, and and like the plot is non-existent or or irrelevant and you're just like this is not what I'm coming to a horror movie for guys I just want to see some fucking monsters (laughs) (laughs) I know that like I know I know these things are bad I know grief sucks like I know I know um after the last two years like I, I really don't want that anymore just I want some fun yeah and this is not fun no it's just a lot of monologues about humanity both kind of in voiceover form and delivered by a boozy British professor. I mean, maybe if the, maybe it's like a, a one cut of the dead style thing in that um, it's trying to say this is a student film and that's why it sucks. Because, <laughs> but like you're like, well, I don't want to watch that. <laughs> uh, and yeah, one cut of the dead is brilliant. Um, I, I I wasn't a fan because of like deliberately making a bad zombie film for 30 minutes or however long that goes on for and then being like haha we knew it was bad it was supposed to be bad but here's the real film and you're like but why did you just not have a bad mood now because <laughs> I've just watched all this bad stuff <laughs> oh I love that film but it's because of the, like the dourness like because Survivor of the Dead's kind of a comedy isn't it yes it's yeah quite, it's like quite ludicrous is that Survivor of the Dead's about two warring families on an island where and like a bunch of people pitch up and they end up in the middle of this weird blood feud in the middle of a zombie apocalypse. And it's like a Western, but ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe you want to watch that again, because I was like, oh, actually, I remember being very pleasantly surprised by Survivor of the Dead. 
same. Maybe maybe it is uh, as a result of watching it directly after, like Diary of the Dead, that, that it seems so good. So maybe I should. Maybe now is the time to revisit that film. Like maybe if I leave it a while, I'd be like, no, this is bad too. <laughs> but yeah, I guess like zombies do feel like they lend themselves to found footage because y- you can just do it all really cheaply. Mm, yeah. And these are these are two examples of not doing it that cheaply. It's like the proper well proper films in invert commas but um yeah i feel like there were a lot of fright fest films and things like colin and uh oh god what's it called the zombie diaries Mm. and things like that that were super 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 low budget zombie films and i think that's why the idea of a found footage zombie movie now kind of makes me shudder (laughs) it's like no more no more it's done there must be an angle that you could do but i think I'm over it. I've seen I've seen a lot of I've, I don't know I've seen a lot of bad found footage zombie ones. But I've definitely seen bad found footage zombie movies. Yeah, Wreck just shows how you can do it. Yes, but that's all we need. We've got Wreck. That's <laughs> <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Ticked that box. Don't need any more. What um what other found footage things have we got that we haven't yet covered in this mini series? Surely we must be coming to the end because we're gonna hit the 2010s. Yeah, if we're doing Late Mongo and Naroi. But yeah, I think we just got one more episode left. I think it's yeah. One more episode. Late Mongo, the sad one. Ooh, well that'll be fun, won't it? <laughs> we'll have to do something fun after that, like properly pick a, a fun, yeah. a fun thing. But yes, so in the meantime, don't make a fan footage zombie movie. Do watch yes. Wreck and let us know what you think about about. Well, I get, let's talk about Rack. Let's talk about Rack. Let us know which, which sequel you like, which one you don't like. Uh, if you've seen the remake, da- just, just have a chat about it. Yeah, it's a good film. Rack, rack, rack. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, see you next time.